Hey everybody, Jason Rinskoff here. Welcome to another episode of the Starting Up Podcast. Excited as always to have you with me. Um, Here we are a couple weeks into the new calendar year 2019 and I thought it would make sense to just spend a little bit of time reflecting over the first six months or so in business. Kind of where we are, how far we've come up to this point and what the immediate future holds for us and what we're kind of focusing on right now from an activity standpoint to help move the agenda forward. Um, so as I you know, go through the year and planning process and think through what, what we've done up to this point, I think it's important to make note of what our concentration was in terms of just a fundamental philosophical viewpoint of approaching building the business. And a lot of this was born out of our experience in working with business owners, entrepreneurs who focus in the financial advisory space. But you know, what you end up finding out more than anything else is in that space, as I, and I'm sure this is true in, in most industries for most business owners, is you have a technician, somebody who, you know, learned a craft, whatever it may be. For us, it was somebody who learned either a sales skill around that centered around some sort of investment or insurance product, and they got really good at positioning that thing at the point of sale as a salesperson, and it, it kind of became their living. And as it became their living, they fall almost a little bit backwards into the fact that now I'm a business owner. And it's, uh, you know, it's a, I think it's a something you got to guard yourself from. And I think very few people enter into business with very much intention. It kind of just happens to them. And then all of a sudden you got to reverse course and figure out, all right, what exactly has happened to me to lead me to this point and what are the different things I need to start actually putting in place from an infrastructure standpoint to make sure that this is actually run like a business and it it moves a lot of us outside of our comfort zone when you go from kind of that technician or the craftsman into actually trying to be an entrepreneur and a business owner that's actually running the business two very different skill sets obviously Um, so going into it the conversation that Derek and I would kind of circle back to quite often when we were trying to make decisions for that initial startup phase of the business was what do what would, what decision would we make today knowing that if we fast forwarded five years from now we want to look at a business that we love to come to work in every single day and that that thought process that question has kind of dictated a lot of what we've decided to do through that process it's forced us to be a lot more slow uh and and a little bit more intentional in terms of the decisions that we make and where we focus our attention we're wanting to make sure that we spend that we're that we're very deliberate about building out the infrastructure today that supports a business in you know 2019 and below and beyond that is not going to be solely reliant on us and our our hands-on involvement in the day-to-day operation over the long haul. Right now, we may have to be pretty involved with that, but obviously long-term, there's so much technology and there's so much um, so much advancement in all kinds of different areas from a resource standpoint that we can take and leverage where we can essentially replace ourselves in the business in a lot of those key areas. And ultimately, if we do it right, either, either eliminate automate or delegate a lot of those activities that tie up most business owners as long as we're intentional about identifying what those activities actually are and where they they can be removed or passed off to somebody else so that between Derek and I we can try to stay as intentionally focused as possible on the key revenue generating activities and on the things that we actually truly enjoy doing. It's naive I think to think that 
you know, you're just going to enjoy everything that you do in business. I don't think that's ever going to be the case. You're always going to have to do hard things. You're always going to have to do stuff that you don't necessarily enjoy. But the more intentional you are about identifying what those necessary things are for the business and then operating through the filter of understanding, okay, what are the things that are truly important, first of all, and then what are the things that are important and urgent, meaning they actually need to get done today, versus what are the things that are seemingly urgent, they're put on my, on my plate, but they may not be all that important. You know, somebody contacts you and, and asks, you know, to go to coffee, that may be urgent from the standpoint of they put something, you know, on your calendar that you now have the obligation to say yes or no to. And the logical side of you may say no, but the emotional side may say yes, and you kind of cater your agenda to fit somebody else's. Those are the kinds of things that you have to think about the how intentional and deliberate you're going to be about putting those barriers up in your in your own life, and whether it's personal life or professional life, to protect yourself and keep you focused on the things that are most important without damaging relationships in the process. That's a tough thing to do. But by operating with kind of a clear mindset around what you're going to say yes and no to, it at least helps you to understand how you're going to go through that process of making those critical decisions to protect your time. So as those decision points come through, what are the things that are going to be repeating in the business that are always going to be important to deliver, but that ultimately I can put process and procedure around so that it's systematized and, and, and automated so that the result is delivered without my direct involvement. Do it once and then let it repeat itself. The next level of that, if it can't be automated, is can I delegate this? Is there somebody that I can bring on board, whether that's you know a freelance contractor for a one-off contract or a one-off project, or whether it's ultimately, as we build the organization out, having a particular job function that we want to make sure that we're satisfying, that we can kind of delegate all of those roles and responsibilities off to so that they can create the project and the procedure and the the repetitive nature around that so that, again, we can kind of codify what that looks like inside of the business without us having to be directly involved with it. And then if something comes through the bottom of the filter, it can't be automated, it can't be delegated, it is something that's fully on our shoulders. Is it something that is truly urgent or is it something that we can uh, potentially put on the back burner? It's something that needs to be done, but not necessarily right this minute. It's something we kind of put back to the top of the filter and put in the queue, so to speak, because it's it lacks the urgency to have to drop everything else to do this now. And operating with that, that kind of mindset will help you to at least determine where you should be focusing your attention. It's not a foolproof system. It doesn't mean that you're still not going to fall victim to the emotion that surrounds a lot of those decisions every day as you have different people present opportunities, people that you care about and people that, you know, you respect their opinion and you want to make sure that you uh, continue to nurture and maintain good relationships. I mean, all those things factor in. So um, I don't say any of this with the intention that I think it's or under the illusion that it's all easy. But I do think it's important to be intentional about how you think through that process and what kind of rules you set up for yourself in terms of what you take on and what you don't. So that, that mindset is part of what, I, what kind of leads a lot of the decision making for myself personally and kind of getting back to that, that root question that I mentioned that Derek and I kind of come back to is what is a business that we would love to have in five years? And on the flip side of that, how do we protect ourselves from, from accidentally building a business that we hate? 
right? So there's kind of two ends of the spectrum. It's an easy thing to do in our business because it's so hands-on and face-to-face and client-centric. If we bring on the wrong clients, people that we just don't get along with, and there's not a clear alignment of values, all of a sudden we put ourselves in a position where we hate coming to work and serving the clients that we've chosen every single day. And now, how do you unwind that process? Something that we saw happen all the time, something we have to be very protective of. And so it requires us to operate with that level of discipline in terms of how we create our messaging, um, how we actually go to market the kinds of the kinds of people that we're ultimately trying to isolate and speak to, and in the marketing efforts and the way that we talk to our clients and prospects, this is the same for you if you are ultimately trying to take a message to market in whatever it is that you're trying to do. Just as important as it is to call out your people, kind of your tribe of people that you ultimately want to serve and deliver value to, it's equally important to to turn off and repel the people who are a bad fit. You almost want to intentionally incorporate language that you know will immediately turn off the people that you know you don't want to serve in your business. So just as intentional as it is to try to attract people that are a good fit, it's important to create language that helps to kind of deter people who you know are not going to be a good fit. And so you go through the process of identifying what are those key characteristics, the kinds of people that we're going to love working with. What is the, what does that profile actually look like? What kind of person is that? How, what's their operating system? What's their personal beliefs that they've kind of created for themselves in terms of how they enter each day? Are they, you know, in our space, the kinds of people that I want to make sure that I'm attracting are people who are intentional, who are focused and disciplined, who take personal ownership and accountability of their decisions, who don't look to cast blame or judgment or point fingers at other people for their mistakes, Uh, people who are willing to make hard decisions and do hard things on a consistent basis for, for the benefit of knowing that they're working towards a bigger, broader objective, people who are mission focused and are driven by something beyond just money and, um, and are family-centric, family-focused, community-focused, contribution-focused. Those are the kinds of things that, for me, are, are important for myself and for our family. And as a result, those are the people that I, that I respect, that I enjoy being around, that give me energy. And then the flip side of that is, who are the, who are the drains? Who are the people inside your life that you want to make sure that you repel? If I know that I'm speaking to people and I'm in my messaging, I'm being very clear that, look, this is not an easy thing to do. It takes discipline. It takes ownership. It takes accountability. It takes, you know, making sure that you're willing to do hard things and and make sacrifices along the way because you have clarity about what's most important to you and so on and so forth. I'm going to be intentional in the way that I speak to our audience to make sure that I'm kind of delineating between those two characteristics. Hopefully that makes some sense, but I would encourage you if you are in a position in your, in your life or your business where you're speaking to some sort of a market, that's an important thing for you to get really crystal clear on is deciding who is it that we really serve in a perfect world and who is the polar opposite of that person? Who, is, who are the people we want to make sure that we're, we're deterring and that we're, we're repelling from the business in the process? Uh, So that would be kind of an encouragement, but kind of, again, reflecting back over the last six months, that's been a guiding principle that I've been focused on a lot as we've been laying out the infrastructure of communication, of how we build out, you know, our our website and our marketing collateral and all of the the educational content and the things that we put out into the marketplace. You'll notice that 
a lot of what we talk about kind of carries that consistent tone and that consistent message that we're looking for family centric, busy professionals who, who have a focus on a bigger purpose and are willing to take, take accountability and do hard things. And you're going to continue to see that kind of common thread throughout a lot of the communication that we bring to the table. So, um, that's been a major focus for us. So getting that infrastructure in place that the machine operates behind the scenes. Um, and then it's been a big focus on what is the actual marketing machine that's going to continue to deliver prospects into the business that have kind of pre-qualified themselves through a process that they fit that, that core demographic that we can serve, that they're bought into our methodology and our philosophy. We're trying to put as many systems and processes in place up front so that we can nurture relationships, people who are brand new to us, who have no idea who we are, being mindful of that and meeting them where they are in the relationship. So if they don't know who I am, I can't just sit there and talk about you know, Jason Renskoff or Two Waters Wealth Management or even Purpose to Fulfillment, I want to talk about, you know, what are what are their desires? What are the deep-seated desires that, that that individual is potentially trying to pursue that our solution might help them to achieve? Or on the other side of that, if is there a particular pain point or a particular challenge that that individual is trying to escape that I can push that bruise through the way that we communicate to identify the problem that they're trying to escape from. And then I can show them a path away from that. And then ultimately nurture them to the fact that, okay, here's the problem. Here's a potential solution. Here is, you know, our company and how we actually facilitate the path that's going to help to deliver that solution for you. So there's this progression about it. Um, And that's the way that we have really tried to intentionally build a lot of what we do on the marketing side of things. So that has been a big, big focus of the last six months. There's been a lot of, you know, just the the minutia of trying to get a business up and running between licensing and, you know, um, business licenses and the corporate structure and getting, you know, bank accounts and just all the other things that don't drive any revenue, but are just kind of necessary evils to get in place. That was a lot of of the startup function, getting a lot of this kind of stuff in place, having those guiding principles dictate a lot of what we do on a day-to-day basis, and then looking kind of beginning with the end in mind of trying to think about if we're trying to build a really valuable entity here in this business over the long haul, what would need to happen up front to make sure that we build the firm foundation first, and then we can build on top of that. And that's kind of where we are today. So fast forward now, we've here we are in January, of 2019, we've laid out a pretty intentional infrastructure. And next week, we intend to launch our first actual full blown marketing campaign around some of these initiatives. So we build out a lot of the back back end kind of um, attraction pieces to try to bring our target market into um, into our world. And um, hopefully, we will start to, you know, reap some of the rewards of that in terms of some inbound traffic and lead activity and and, uh, and other things. So I will keep you posted as we, as we launch that. And I'll give you more detail about what that looks like, um, as we progress and proceed, because I'm sure we're going to see that kind of continue to, uh, evolve as we go forward. Uh, but I'll keep you posted. So the, the encouragement, I guess the takeaway, if anything, if you are a business owner and you're trying to figure out how do I more effectively build a structure that's going to help to support things is it goes back to one of the very first Uh, podcast episodes I think I published here, which was begin with the end in mind. Think about what your ideal outcome looks like for yourself and for your business and for your life and and the role that the business plays in helping to support the lifestyle that ultimately you want to be able to, to lead, not, 
in six months or 12 months, but you know, what about three years and five years and 10 years and 20 years down the road? What role does the business play in helping to facilitate that? Most of us that get into business for ourselves do so with the long-term intention of having something that's uniquely ours that offers us freedom of lifestyle because it's ours and we dictate the rules. The problem that most business owners have is that they don't ever take that necessary intention up front. And as a result, they end up essentially almost building a prison around themselves um, because they don't have the systems and structures in the business that ever give them the opportunity to separate themselves from it. And so it was that thought process that led to a lot of the decision-making that we're trying to be intentional about now as we continue to build the organization. And my encouragement would be to do the same. Begin with the end in mind. Decide what it would look like in a perfect world if you were to design the perfect dream business for yourself. What would the lifestyle look like? What would your involvement be? What would the activities be that you would be solely responsible for that bring you the most energy, that deliver the most value, that you actually enjoy doing and that give you energy? Um, Being very mindful of that and then figuring out what are those other core activities that are necessary to the business but that I can figure out how to, again, either eliminate if it's not an absolute necessity and valuable to the business what can I automate and put on, on repeat and make a very predictable um, outcome from? Or what can I delegate? Who are the people I can potentially pass those off to, those responsibilities off to so that I'm not directly involved, but I know that, they're, that there's somebody that's being accountable to that to make sure that it's being delivered for um, to the end client. So those are some of the things that I would challenge you to be thinking about inside of your business. Um, and I will continue to keep you posted on the progress as we move forward. That's all I got for you today. I hope you have a good one. Talk to you soon.